Hey, it's Peter here with my FSHD. Yeah. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. That's right, we're back. We can't be stopped. You know, we are on a mission. I don't know. I'm not the most religious person. I'm not particularly religious at all, frankly. Um, my mom is. And um, let me tell you, she keeps telling us we're on a mission from God. So we're going to go with that. Sounds good. Um, might as well. Why not? Um, but no, we are. <laughs> we as a field, I think, are unstoppable. We are on a mission. We think we got FSHD in our sights. And and this is going to, you know, we it's <laughs> 7,000 other rare diseases to work on that we need to get to. So let's get FSHD out of the way. Anyway, people kind of asking me what, you know, I got to tell you, I wish I was telling you that I was away at the World Cup, but uh, nope, I was not. Um, actually, yeah, you know, it just uh, just wasn't feeling. There's, there's just some time. I got to podcast in. Just, I mean, there's a lot. I, I would say I'm busy, but you know what? You're busy too. Everybody's busy. I hate it when people say use the excuse that I'm busy. That implies that other people aren't busy. Everybody's busy. Um, yeah, just sometimes just not feeling it. You know, I just got to It's, uh, I don't plan these out. It just has to just kind of spew out, well up and spew out and come out, you know, and, and, and I don't know. And so today I was feeling it. So here we go. But, uh, I just had to, I just had some kind of really annoying things, not, not in the best of spirits, uh, the past week or so. Um, but nothing to do with the world cup. I gotta tell you, <laughs> because that's, what's important, right now, you know, I got Argentina. That was my pre pre tournament pick going all the way and I need them to come through because, uh, Andrea and I had, a, we had two bets running the first bet who would go further Portugal or USA. And I knew I'd lose that one. Jeez, man. And as soon as I sat Ronaldo, I knew Portugal would go further. And then, uh, USA, well, you know, they're just happy to get out of the group stage. That's just kind of the kind of place that our, our soccer is um it's the best things on the best things in the u.s are the david beckham peyton manning commercials i think on uh, soccer or football uh, you know I, actually though I, I gotta say it was and it, it's gonna be horrible i'm sorry it sounds horrible but it was um strangely enjoyable to watch england go out on a missed penalty kick again i mean this is kind of like a tradition right a tradition unlike any other it's like we have the masters they have going out um of major tournaments on missed penalty kicks especially when it's like their best guy and i gotta tell you i mean i hate the spurs i hate tottenham i'm an arsenal fan harry kane he's you know he's above average player don't like but man that dude can take penalties and I'll, I've always thought, boy, if I had one person, I had to really take a penalty, man. I'd probably have Kane take my penalties for me, um, grudgingly. But, man, so actually seeing him. But, you know, penalties are – I don't think people who've never played um, realize how much pressure – I mean, it's a huge, a huge goal. I mean, it's you know, like eight feet tall by like 24 feet wide or something like that. And you know, these things are – goal's enormous. How can you possibly miss, right? And But it's mental, right? Just like a lot of things in life. A lot of it is your mental, whether it's my prep for the podcast or, and, you know, I really, you know, I can, and I, I know what he's talking about because it's just, you know, I used to play, I, I was a footballer, soccer player, whatever, in, um, in my youth. And uh, I actually, you know, I actually got uh, um, earned what all Northwest Ohio Division II as a center back. 
uh, I made honors for that. So I said, that wasn't, that wasn't that bad. And I used to be able to, in practice, um, you could tell the goalie where you're kicking. Say, I'm going to kick upper right and drill it, and you'd hit it. I mean, the goalie can't stop. A properly hit penalty, you can't stop. You tell him where it's going, unless you tell him it's going down the middle. Um, but we never had the we never had the guts to drill one down the middle. At least I never did. It was always, you know, upper corner, kind of mid, you know, waist up in one of the corners, and it's just unstoppable. You tell him where it's going, it doesn't matter. You could always hit it every single time, almost every time. You know, but, you know, I played in the public school league. I went to Developers High School in Northwest Ohio, um, which second to last year, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a great public school, let's say that. Um, kind of a rough school. It was, our football stadium was condemned and the school was actually closed the year after I graduated because no one would go there anymore. They had to downsize the public schools and they got rid of Developers. Um, but just give you an example of the type of soccer team we had. Um, my freshman year, I still remember we were playing at Waite High School and going out there and the game started, we were going around and then the ref blew the whistle, I had to stop the game. Um, our, our sweeper had forgotten to unstrap his knife from around his calf. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, Hey dude, you got to get that out of there. And I, I, I kid you not. It was a different time. This would be like 1983. Yeah, 19, yeah, something like that, 1983, something. And, um, you know, he took it off, strapped it, tossed it out. Coach grabbed it, threw it in the gym bag, and game back on. You know, it was a rough land. <laughs> and, again, he didn't want it out there. He just forgot to take it off because, you know, you got to you gotta have your protection at school. Different type of world. The, the bottom line is you didn't get many penalties in the Toledo Public School League. It just didn't. I don't know what you had to do to draw a penalty, but my God, you probably had to, to you know, mug someone at gunpoint to get a penalty. And so, you know, a great penalty taker. I never got a chance to do it, except senior, no, junior year. It was junior year playing Woodward High School. We were playing at home and not in the stadium because our stadium was condemned, but we were playing in the big open field next to the school. We had uh, we had these self, we had to assemble these goals and I mean, it was kind of a weird thing. Um, but once a year, the whole student body was allowed to come out to watch a baseball game, a football game, a soccer game. They let the student body, a volleyball game, whatever, basketball. And because it really was just a, um, a way to babysit kids for the day and keep them out of trouble from holding up liquor stores and stuff. And so um, <laughs> education was not a, a big thing at my school. And so uh, it happened to be the game that everyone was allowed to get out um, after lunch and watch our game. So we're playing the game, playing Woodward. And God forbid, holy cow, it's 4-4. And they, the penalty, I, I have no idea who how the penalty, what happened with the penalty. I just remember there was a penalty. And I get to take a penalty, first in-game penalty kick, three and a half, whatever, you know, uh, get to take. I never miss. And I, and I go, but, you know, the whole student body was there and all, you know, and they're on. And on top of that, I had, um, I was, had this crush on the, this, uh, on Tracy without an E, my, who became my high school girlfriend and, uh, um, long term. And, uh. You know, it's the beginning of the year. It's in fall, so um, I had asked her out, and she kind of said no, um, well, because she was going steady with somebody. And uh, so I guess it's probably not appropriate to ask her out. But anyway, I said, I'll tell you what. If I, you know, we're gonna have the big game. If I would you go out with me? I'll tell you, what, I'll score a goal for you, and then maybe you'll go out with me. And she agreed. We're gonna go see the movie 
uh, St. Elmo's Fire. We agree. Okay, we'll go see yeah, St. Elmo's Fire or Fright Night, one of those two. And uh, if I score a goal, though, but only if I score. Okay, so that's pressure. Now, I understand Harry Kane, World Cup. I'm in front of the student body. Um, you know, date with Tracy without an E on the line. And, oh, man, I stepped up there and I drilled it off the right post. At least that was, which was closer than Harry. It's <laughs> closer than Kane got. But anyway, that's my, so I got to tell you, no matter how much practice you got, you get your head, your mental, the mental part of penalty kicking is tough. And England just ain't got it, man. I'll tell you what, but Messi, holy cow, Messi drilled it, one of the best penalties I ever saw. Anyway, I kind of I digress. Okay, so um, what's got going on today? Oh, you know, I want to give a couple of shout outs today to um, a couple of, of people. First off, to my friend Kayla Seaton, who is in New Zealand. And Kayla is taking on the role of uh, heading up the FSHD Global Research Foundation New Zealand chapter. And because, you know, we want to get um, diagnostics throughout Australia and clinical trials to Australia. And Kayla has taken up the lead to um, get this over to New Zealand as well. And so, man, that's just fantastic, you know, because all of these things, it's, it's easy, you know, it, it is a lot of work to do these things. It takes your time and really appreciate it. And uh, so great, <laughs> big shout out to Kayla. And thanks again for the um, cool Christmas card. Um, someone else I want to give a shout out to, my, my friend Samira. Um, I know that she's probably not listening because I don't um, think she speaks French and Arabic, but she's in Algeria. And um, it's just, it's just really um, heartwarming to me because, um, so Samira, uh, has FSHD, but, um, she had helped me pre COVID. Um, I had sent her a bunch of kits and she helps people in North Africa get our FSHD research testing because it's just not available. And we've helped people in Tunisia and Algeria and such. And then I didn't hear from her for a while. And, um, I just got an email from her the other day and it was just, um, it was just so nice because this is the kind of people that uh, that we have around here. Okay, she says, "Hello, Dr. Peter. Hope you are well. Um, here I have some FSHD patients who want to do the genetic test. I need the document in French here in Algeria because I only have the one in Arabic. Um, in fact, um, for the kits, is there any specific brand? Do you need a special brand?" Um, I'm going to continue what I've always done, which is help the sick with FSHD, because it is the only thing that cheers me up and makes me happy. Thank you for your help, doctor, as well as your whole team. You know, and I responded, well, I'll tell you what, tell me how many, how many kits do you need? I'll send you the kits. I'll send you everything to do it. Nope. Nope. Not, not, not Samira. She's like, hello. Uh, she's like, um, I have ordered everything. Okay. Says I, I needed a printer. So I bought a printer. I bought the kits. I bought the envelopes. Um, for the moment, I have five Algerian patients, six Palestinian patients, and the packages will go through Jordan. Um, it's also our friend uh, in Egypt who can help uh, sick Egyptians. So, inshallah, everything will be fine um, and without problems. Have a nice day. You know, I mean, I, I, I just love this community, right? Everybody just steps up to help. I mean, can't get the, can't get the foundations to help us, but man, screw them. We, we got, you guys are stepping up and doing what you can. So many of you are trying to help your families, your friends, and then people you don't even know, just helping your communities. We're doing our part. You're doing your part. And you know, this is, this is what gets me out of my funk, man. Puts me, you know, when I get, uh, when I get ground down by the system, 
man, the, this community brings me right back up, man. That's why I say we're on a mission, man. We're, you know, we're going to cure FSHD, inshallah. I believe that's the correct, and God willing. And I think God's willing. Or, or whatever you, whatever, whatever your beliefs are, we're going to get it done. Even if God's not willing, to tell you the truth. Um, all right. So I just wanted to give, you know, also a big shout out to my friend, Michelle in New York city. Um, who's just also another fantastic, you know, I start, you know, you know, calling, you know, giving little shout outs to my, to my friends. There's so many of you now, guy, I always miss people and I always, but you know, I know you guys, uh, I just want you all to know that we just appreciate every kind note you have, every donation you make and everything you do, because, uh, again, it just, my people, as you'll hear from, uh, Chris, who's coming in later, um, our people just, just love what they do and, and making a difference, uh, in people's lives. It just, it's just, I don't know. I've, if you, if you could come by the lab and a lot of you have, and a lot of you are planning to, if you've got a chance to come by the lab, um, check it out. So the one other thing that's going on, and then we're going to get to our um, guest, which is going to be our CRISPR goddess, Carice, and we're going to talk a little about, uh, a little bit about gene therapy, um, some antisense approaches with avidity and and uh, stem cells. Uh, I do want to um, mention that we are going to be having some changes here at FSHD, at my FSHD, okay? Um, we've kind of been thinking about this for, you know, I wear multiple hats. Uh, I do the, you know, I've established this 501c3 non, um, nonprofit. So this is, you know, it's non-taxable, tax-exempt um, nonprofit Um I also have my academic lab at the University of Nevada, Reno, and then I have um, a for-profit company, Renogenics, that we're involved. And it's always kind of a fine line because, you know, you're not, uh, you got to be careful about using a nonprofit for, to advance anything that's for-profit, you know, and so it, it's, it's kind of tough because I get a salary from the University of Nevada, and we obviously promote our, our Nevada um, uh, research testing, so I don't know if that's a conflict or not. I don't get a salary from Renogenics, but we would we do like to talk about CRISPR, CRISPR inhibition, and all the other you know, you know, friendly competitors in the space. And again, we're not promoting ours over anyone else's. We're just talking about the science, but I, you know, I just I just get a little bit concerned. I don't want anyone to think that we're doing anything inappropriate. And then we also have to be a little bit concerned because I definitely want to promote certain things personally. Um, when I see something that I think is really good. I would like to be able to come out and promote it and whatnot and uh, <laughs> or just maybe throw caution at something. And uh, so I've just I've just been concerned that I don't want to run afoul of any of the rules. Now, at my FSHD, we have chosen not to raise money. So we don't raise money. We actually don't raise any. Um, you know, it's all through other means for the research testing. This is strictly about information and education. And so... Um, what we're so uh, we're considering uh, revamping my FSHD in the new year, um, and uh, make sure that there's gonna be so stay tuned because we're gonna make sure that it's very. I'm still gonna be here, don't you worry. Um, but uh, we're kind of doing a little bit of a reorganization. We're gonna reorganize. We're gonna do some revamp on the website and relaunch. And so stay tuned in the new year. But well, we're not going anywhere, don't you worry. Um, None whatsoever, man. You can't, you can't get rid of us. All right, we got uh, not that. No, trust me, some people, some people would like to get rid of us. Uh, um, 
anyway all right well um up after the break we're gonna have uh chris Bergadis, uh curtis hermeda coming on and talking uh talking some science all right you see we're on a mission from god don't you blaspheme in here don't you blaspheme in here now this is my man it's my restaurant you two are gonna just walk right out that door without your dry white toast without your full fried chickens and without mad guitar murphy now you listen to me i love you but I'm the man and you're the woman, and I'll make the decision concerning my life. You better think about what you're saying. You better think about the consequences of your actions. Oh, shut up, woman. You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Yeah, think, 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 that you might gonna let yourself be free. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go win. Yeah, I didn't even know you, you can't have been too much good. As I as promised, we have our Chris Brigadas here with us, and uh, well, so okay. I was know, promised. I promised them that you were going to join us. No one wants Threatened. to just listen to me. <laughs> no, trust me. Yeah. Okay. What do you? Okay. So, I you. So so, uh, Chris is a reader. Sorry. Uh, you know, 
Let's get that straight. I, I, tend, right to, up I tend to prefer the movie. Okay, what was that from? I have no idea. You but can't I know possibly. You can't possibly be. <laughs> it's Aretha. Serious. That's a great song. Riri. Uh, I've never seen it. Well, no, Aretha Franklin. Is yeah. Riri. Oh, the, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, I mean, all-time greatest. Oh yeah, no, I love I mean, her, love her voice, absolutely. love her songs. Yeah, great stuff. But you don't know, you but don't I don't know, know the movie. Sorry. You don't know the movie. You'll have to tell me. Everybody out there, you know the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, they're all chiming in. From 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. They're calling right. in for their prize. Blues Brothers. Oh, I haven't seen it, but uh, that's on the list <laughs> before it's a I hell die. Of a list. Yeah, it is very long. <laughs> um, that's right, blues. Well, I got, well, but you like music, though. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, um, Blues Brothers. Uh, for those, for even now, now maybe people out there, uh, our international crew and everybody, you know, you just never heard of Blues Brothers, and you say, I don't want some stupid American movie. It's it's not the best movie by any stretch. It's got probably the best. Um, car chase scene. I think they, they totaled like 200 Chicago police cars during the scene and then there. But, but the, the the music, it's really about the music. Oh, cool. Um, Aretha Franklin, but they have James Brown, they got Ray Charles, oh, they got great. Cab Calloway, John Lee Hooker. Oh, that's worth I just mean, listening to the movie. <laughs> I know. Plus, then you get, Never yeah, mind you get the Pelusian Ackroyd. Yeah, the plot's not so bad. Yeah. You know, the plot is they're on a mission from God. All right. That's the plot. That's the plot. So, what's your question you have for me? Uh, so what does this have to do with our episode today? We're on a mission from God. <laughs> Boy, I set myself up for that one. <laughs> that is a convoluted, uh, but but makes perfect sense. Whether we believe in God or not, it's, it doesn't matter. Mom says, Mom says we're on a mission from God. All right. That's why I'm not the bottom of the Potomac. Yeah, or the bottom ring of hell. <laughs> Maybe that's coming. <laughs> you don't know that we're not at the bottom ring of hell. Well, this is pretty good. This is the, the worst it could possibly get understanding your own mortality i mean you think about it, i've always made the case that we we could very well already be well yeah it's, it's we don't want to go we're not going to go down that road. we're not going to go down that road. i'm not going to complain because we actually always go down too good. many tangents on too these things tangents. don't we um but you got some big well you know i've told them about you, you, she's very humble sometimes <laughs> <laughs> ever since i was 12. <laughs> Smug but humble. Well, the world beats you down, you know. You're, you're born thinking you're you're the only thing in the universe, and eventually you realize. Well, you're actually, not. when you're born, you were the only thing <laughs> in the universe, in your universe. I mean, what else do you got going on in there? You know, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, you were born with a smug look on your face, as I understand. I can't it. help it. It's just yeah. My mom tried to smack it off of me, but <laughs> <laughs> limited success. But that's cool though. Because you've lived up to it. Oh, really? Well, something. But you got you got your book, CRISPR Evolution. Yeah, yeah, book is out. And you know she's selling them. Uh, uh, you know it's uh, and you know we're we're not for for the for, for the next few weeks. Two weeks we're still a nonprofit officially. I don't, I don't benefit from this. Actually, there are people like, ah, oh, you're promoting her book. You Neither do I. Her book. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing. I'm out. trying I'm to break saying, even. <laughs> if you're interested in CRISPR and sci-fi, but you got a, you got one, you've gotten some amazing reviews, and not like family member reviews. Yeah, like real I, people. <laughs> like real people, real people that are unconnected reviewed it. Right. Just, it's just yeah, amazing. yeah. No, I've gotten some, some good reviews. Re, it's really nice. Redefining the genre. Yeah, that was great. A non-sci-fi reader. Actually yeah, just, loved it. So yeah, right, sweet. great characters, great story, and it's got some CRISPR. And the science is kind of yeah, plenty it, of CRISPR. 
and, and plenty of science, but it's accessible science. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, I, idea. I mean, we're going to try to talk about accessible science, accessible, yeah. accessible, accessible, accessible science today. Because uh, that's what I wanted to talk to. Um, but anyway, the book, you know, Christmas, you know, if you have a, whether you need a Hanukkah present, a <laughs> Christmas present, a Festivus present. We're not trying to sell it. So you can read for free on Kindle Unlimited. There we go. If you're a Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> if you're a Kindle Unlimited. Well, but we get nothing out of it. I'm just saying I, I like this, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's a good, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, CRISPR in the future. You know, you it's stuff we you, would never do, never do in the lab or in our garages. We would never let's, do let's anything just say like that this. Right up front. We would we'll never, say this. Yeah, we would no. never do this. <laughs> this is a flight of fancy. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's probably true. <laughs> I'm not going to create. Um, well, anyway. Yeah. Although if we ever want to, I got the notes on the, on a napkin somewhere written down. Well, pretty much. Well, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, but yeah, we, I mean, there are some, you know, actually it is, <laughs> it is funny. I got to tell you, her thesis advisor, Steve Hauschka, yeah. who is truly the godfather of muscle cell culture. He is. One of the true good guys in oh, the yeah, field. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the this... most ethical scientist you will ever run across. Brilliant, brilliant man and very so There are honest. some out there. There are some there out are, there, there, but there's, there's no timer. <laughs> incredibly honest constantly taken advantage of um but as long as it moves the field for he has given away resources oh, yeah. technology Everything. taught yep. people i mean this is the guy this yeah. is you know when never does anything for his own uh benefit or well, well there was there was a tribute to him at the world muscle society oh, back a few years ago and there's it was just you know it's the type of thing that you know if I mean, I don't know what people want to have said about them when they die. I mean, some people want to be the, maybe want to be the wealthiest person in the world. Some people want to say they just, I mean, people, I don't know what people, they're going to say what they're going to, they're going to say things that are too nice when you, I tell you that. Yeah, I know true. that when my boss died. No one wants to speak ill of the dead. I was going to say, my boss was so a huge, we lied through our teeth. <laughs> my, 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 my postdoc advisor got hit by a bus in Brazil. So I was his last postdoc while I was, and, um, and he, no, I had never heard a nice word about him until he died. Yeah, actually, and not thought everybody he thought he was a wonderful, wonderful person. <laughs> but see, truly, um, every I mean, it is just I think people truly the muscle field, neuromuscular disease, muscular dystrophy fields are just absolutely indebted to this yeah. person that nobody out there in the audience knows who he is. But um, he is actually somebody who did science, does science the right way, still does science. Guy was eighty something, right? He's still doing yeah, science the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, making fundamental discoveries that are used in gene therapy for muscular dystrophies. Trained you. That's probably mm -hmm. his greatest claim. <laughs> I'll tell him that at Christmas. But he read he read your book and he, he was did. critical of it. He said, well, he is the, the head of the bioethics committee for the graduate students at the University of Washington Department of Biochemistry. And uh, and, and he, he thought that Howard, my protagonist, should never have gotten his PhD because he, you know, made a whole bunch of uh, very dangerous uh, <laughs> Yeah. assumptions in his Ethical science assumptions. well that's science fiction that's the leap we, we take. Science fiction, yeah you, right. you got to take it kind okay of so they're not all it's not all um but he was hoping um, it all turned out okay, cream so. puffs and rainbows so. oh, yeah, i still think he was reading late at night you know biting his nails the whole time oh no i know that's good but you know but that but i thought it was a very serious commentary i thought that was actually really spectacular actually but he's gotten some great reviews uh, i'm waiting for the movie to come out on uh yeah. Maybe a Netflix series. I just want someone something. to pay me a million dollars to slaughter my idea. That would be, be fantastic. Just turn it into a bunch of Burger King cups and, uh, <laughs> and plush, uh, toys. plush toys. Okay, well, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> we digress. Um, um, anyway, Beach donating to the Human Fund, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do anything you want with your money. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, I think, you know, anyway. All right, so what I want to talk about is 
Now, I've, been, I've been kind of off the air for a while. Actually, you know, I've been, I don't know if you noticed in lab, I've been kind of angrier than normal. Really? Wow. It's a, it's a subtle radar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, well, I internalize it all. Oh, that's true. A yeah. lot of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It comes out in uh, acid indigestion, no doubt. Well, and, uh, <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. And, um, <laughs> Uh, the alien growing inside me. Yes. So, so tell me, yeah, what's wrong? Well, no, it's not. It's just, I just, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, I always say that, you know, if you, uh, the reason people lie, cheat, and steal is because it works. Yeah, yeah, and and one of the themes I've had lately, and maybe throughout the podcast, has been that things go slow. You know, we're always, you know, I talk to patients all the time. We're very patient centric, and you know, and and nothing's ever fast enough. And I understand it. You know, um, at a certain level, I don't have FSHD, so. But, you know, every time you run into things that were, there truly are people um, getting in the way. You know, I'd revisited our UMass episode, UMass Medical School episode, oh, to be clear. Uh, the previous one with Bob. Yeah. Which you lived through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I made you cry because of that. <laughs> which time was this? <laughs> <laughs> the idea well, of you leaving. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's splitting up the lab. Well, we thought, you know, when. We didn't want you to be drugged down with us as they're torpedoing and Mike, they can torpedo my career, That's but right. we didn't want them to kill your career. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, oh, I and, couldn't uh, leave. The no, science is too good. No well, way. No, Can't we break up the family. Loyalty. But, you know, so, but just thinking, and then just, there've just been a series of things in the past couple of weeks where even today, actually, even again today, talking with a company that um, we're trying to help and they're saying, well, we just can't. We're having troubles accessing everything, you know, the mouse model. Our mouse model we made for free, which we're going to send to them and give to them for free. But we, they're having other issues. And it's just absolutely just these these administrative hurdles and these things that, again, nothing to do with us or UNR. It's just, we're, we're just, it's just dealing with people and other people, people monetizing, other reagents, not even something they create. I mean, just, you oh, know, yeah. selling other people's stuff, the yep. middleman, the, the middle guys, yep. you know. Whether it's these these repositories that take your biopsy and then sell it to somebody else, and it's like, and they are the bottleneck in the middle, or the the foundations, you know, that are the bottlenecks. And here's just another case, and that's just I, this is one I hadn't heard. I'd never experienced this one before. And we'll 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 go around them anyway. I just I just it's just been you know. So I actually made a podcast last week, hmm. and I listened to it, and I was too damn angry, and I'm wow. like, I don't want these people to know how. I, anyway, so now we're gonna try. This will be a kind-hearted kind-hearted positive, positive cheerful cheerful podcast. all right we'll do our best all right boy that was a bad lead-in because what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about well there's been you know the, the thing is i don't want to just talk for the hear myself talk type of thing some people um i don't know what people think but um you know when there's something to really talk about because i think you know a lot of people when they listen they want to get information for themselves you know information learn yeah, something sure. not just the ramblings of a of a, of a, of a what i'll <laughs> let you fill that in <laughs> Angry so, octogenarian. <laughs> octogenarian? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no one can see us, right? <laughs> they can't see how many white hairs we've got and yeah, how many no, wines on our you're, you're catching up. <laughs> um, I want to talk about, um, so Avidity had a press release today on Antisense. Yep. Um, the old stem cell therapy for FSHD is rearing its ugly head again. You know, it's... Uh, and then, uh, and then there was some gene therapy news that for another mustard dystrophy I wanted to talk. So I just kind of wanted to go through and just, just uh, bounce some ideas off you and, and see what uh, right. see what you think. Let's talk about these terrible things. 
no, well, the first one, so I'm going to, um, so the first one, actually, I didn't tell you about, but there's a, was a gene therapy trial um, from Sarepta Therapeutics on, um, for Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and they're looking at GAL-GT2 gene therapy, and this is a small enough thing. This essentially is, um, one of the cool things about it is they got positive some positive data from gene therapy, right? This is, again, neuromuscular disease. One thing we like to say is that advances in one neuromuscular disease help other neuromuscular diseases. So, you know, one of the interesting things about this was, you know, this is an AAV-delivered gene therapy, which is what you're pretty much in the state of what you're going to need to do. And, uh, you know, it was kind of an interesting thing because they were able to do a gene replacement um, type of thing, or just not really gene replacement, but um, essentially if you increase expression of this gene called GAL-GT2, um, you know, it's, uh, you're able to um, kind of inhibit some muscular dystrophy phenotype from uh, uh, developing. Okay, you're not fixing the problem. It's kind of like you're, you're, you're putting duct tape on things. So you know? is this something where uh, it's got to be put into patients uh, before they progress too far? Well, so, you know, I, I think the thing that was kind of interesting to me was, um, you know, I kind of bring this up because this is using, I was kind of shocked a little bit when I saw this. This kind of became news. Again, a lot of you probably didn't catch this. But the reason I'm talking about this is gene therapy for FSHD is a possibility, mm -hmm. right? And we've talked about some of these. Um, we've talked about um, my, uh, AV, which uh, Sharif, our, you know, our friend Sharif had come up with. And we talked about this as a breakthrough about a year ago. And I was just kind of surprised because, you know, this gene therapy that was considered a success used MCK promoter. That's your promoter. <laughs> Steve's, <right>? yeah. <laughs> Steve's promoter and yours. Um, but they used AVRH74. And they did an intramuscular, um, where they, I think they did, um, they did a, uh, uh, um, they, they only, only injected the legs. Okay. okay. So they only did, uh, um, IV in the legs and fusion of just the legs. Um, they did a prednisone, uh, um, kind of anti-inflammatory, you know, immune suppression type mm -hmm. of thing. And then they were able to get um, these couple of these boys to walk better. And, what I got out of it was was kind of interesting, though, is that they still had to use, look at this, 5 times 10 to the 13th viral genomes per kg, and even as high as 1 times 10 to the 14th viral genome per kg. Yeah, that's a lot. These are astronomical high yep. levels of viral genomes. Yep. When I say 10 to the 14th, what we're talking about is AAV, that's adeno-associated virus, right? This, um, you know, each little viral particle contains one genome, and that has been engineered in this case to express the cargo, which mm -hmm. here is this uh, gal GT2 in, in uh, presumably muscle cells due to the expression of MCK promoter. And so this is going to be putting duct tape on and they got some benefits. So it's, an, it's a case of in a muscular dystrophy gene therapy trial showing some efficacy. So I thought that's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I was still though shocked at the levels of virus that they need to use. Yeah, because, uh, you know, RH74, and uh, there's new myotropic, <laughs> like you mentioned, you know, which will really help with that. So, yeah, that'll help all of right. us. Right, and so that's kind of what kind of caught my caught my eye, was that they're using RH74. And this kind of gets to something we've talked about in the past, is um, going, how you're, 
you think about going to trial. So R874 is a very well-characterized virus, right? Um, and, but they're pushing the limits of what's considered a safe. If it were systemic, this might not, yeah, be, not be even clear. This would yeah, be a safe yeah, dose. Right. Luckily, the limits. just intramuscular. And they, they really, you know, they got, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a great effect. Uh, you know, increase in muscle fiber, you know, they got, you know, increase in expression, you know, they, uh, they found better, um, you know, muscle, uh, histopathology. This is after three or four months. Yeah. And the performance in the six minute walk test, um, you know, one boy, it's actually a really small trial, but one boy, you know, didn't actually didn't do any better. And the other one, um, with a higher dose, um, he increased from 405 meters to 478 meters. Okay. And that, and so they did an N of two, the first guy with the lower dose. Okay. Which is, you know, um, five times 10 to the 13th actually got worse. Okay. Um, his, uh, North star ambulatory assessment score, doesn't matter what that is, basically a score to figure out how well he's functioning. He actually, you know, um, went down. So it got worse. He got, or he got worsened. Um, and basically he was able to walk less. You double the dose. And uh, again, N of one, and this kid walks better and his score gets actually better. His score gets increased. Okay. So what that tells you is there's a very fine window. And we saw this in the, in some other gene therapy trials for other neuromuscular diseases, my, my tubular myopathy, mm -hmm. for example, MTM1, yeah. where an efficacious dose is insanely high. Yeah, which is why they're always pushing the limit. And that's, limit. A, that's almost not safe. Right, right. And you lower it just a little bit. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And this is with R874. So that's yeah. why we make a big deal that there are these new viral, this is kind of old school, AV9. It's kind of based on AV9, right, which is right. one of the original ones, yep. AV6, AV9. And the reason I'm bringing this up about viral dosing um, it's because this also gets to the idea of speed. Now, this is not people getting in the way. This is actually people trying to speed up. Right. Right. You're saying this is what we have currently available. This virus is essentially FDA approved. It's up to a certain dose, but they're at maximal dosing yeah. pretty much. And really getting, they're getting a positive effect, which is great. But, but it really highlights that if you're thinking gene therapy for neuromuscular disease, especially systemic, you get one shot at this. Remember, gene therapy is like an organ transplant. Right. Right. You're going to get one shot at this. Yep. Man, that It better be the right dose. <laughs> Efficacious <laughs> yeah. and safe. It's got to be the right yeah. dose. And if and it's such window. a fine window, fine window of dosing, that's going to be too much on... and it's dangerous and too little, it doesn't work. And you so don't get another shot. You don't get another, you don't get another, another bite that's at right. the apple, so right. to speak. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know where that came from, actually. Bite at the apple. I don't know. It's a strange expression, but yes. But you know it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. Well, I'm old enough. <laughs> well, you know, it's, <laughs> I've seen the bread you buy. I know how old you are. <laughs> Lots of fiber. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, the point being that, you know, now there are these new viruses out there. So, but yeah. none of them have been in clinic yet yeah. that I'm aware of. But we're, we're all, everyone in the gene therapy, muscle gene therapy field is super excited. But it's interesting. So, but that becomes, vectors. that becomes a question. You always have something new coming. Yeah. But in this case, it's, it's a huge thing because it's going to make the difference. I think, so I think these new viruses, so, so, you know, do you want to rush things and go with what you, what, what's available or wait a little, I mean, you can't wait forever right. because then you, then the next new thing's coming, next right. new thing's coming. But I, I, I was just surprised that, the, again, I, I'm not, I'm not being critical. 
critical by any means of, of Sarepta or oh, no. their approach. I mean, because this is yeah, what this they is had. What this was actually done a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is 12 months on. This so is this, where they the field is at. This yeah. is before right, right. these things were even in, in right. you know, published and out there. Yeah. You know, but it just showed you where that. You know, so, But this is where the, you know, advances are always coming. Yep. And they're going to be good right? for, for all of us. You know, these advance. But again, it highlighted to me that the importance of having um, better technology for delivering gene right. therapy so we, we, we're cargo people yeah we do the the therapy the therapeutic cargo well that's... you invented it you got crispr inhibition for fshd that's what you right. invent, you know scott harper has an rnai for fshd everyone's got a their gene therapeutic therapy. cargo everyone's yeah. got their therapeutic but they cargo. all have to get to skeletal muscle and fshd and that's and into all striated muscles and then duchenne and other other diseases yeah so, so. you you got to be nuts to go yeah. i mean i don't mean you know it's just it would be one thing if there's nothing on the horizon, but that, that's why, you know, technological advances. So, so people developing new viral, and again, you know, there's actually like, I don't know, maybe six or 10 companies doing that. I mean, I mean, this is not like, you know, you know, Sharif got a lot of credit. Got, they have good publicists at the road, but there are a lot of people new new tropism. Trope trope, you want to explain tropism? Oh, just uh, the ability to target a particular tissue type and, uh, you know, these viruses bind to receptors that you have on the surfaces of your cells naturally, just normal receptors, and they have evolved to do this, you know, to infect you. That's how they survive. But uh, we've taken advantage of, of, of these disabled versions of these viruses and uh, engineered versions, um, you know, to try to target specific tissue types and different diseases. And for muscle, it's difficult because, yeah, skeletal muscles everywhere, you know, it's, you've, got, you've got to get to a lot of places. And you really don't want to get to tissues like the liver, organs like, like the liver it's like a sponge and just sucks up uh you know all your dose and that this is largely why the dosing needs to be so high in many cases is because so much of it just goes to the liver where it uh, can cause problems and just get get wasted so yeah um so there's is, two kind of big. safety ways to go one safety is in the promoter that drives expression of the cargo right but you know the other way to be really safe more safe i First, guess it's is better if it doesn't get there at all it's better if it doesn't get to yeah. these other tissues yeah. at all um, some of these are great antigen presenting cells and can stimulate immune responses right. on just the capsid itself right. or viral genome integrating. And, yeah, we I don't mean, want an immune response to the, to the delivery I mean, we say like one time 10 to the 14th vector viral genomes per kilogram. And if you weigh, you know, 100 kilograms. That's which, a lot. That's a lot. That's a, even if you weigh <laughs> 10 kilograms, that's a lot. There. 10 kilograms, yeah. that's 10 times that. Yeah. Whatever, 50 times that if you're 50 kilograms. Well, swimming so can, around in your blood. You know, and places to latch and onto. you say, okay, well, what if, you know, what if it's 99.99% effective? There's still a hell of a lot of virus out there that virus, can go yeah. to the wrong place. Yeah. Right. So, so this is all about being safe. We want to, we want to be efficacious. We want to have a therapy, but then we, we don't want to cause damage. Right. We don't want to do any harm. Right. And uh, so, you know, it, it is a, so anyway, you know, it's a, you, so if you're in a clinical trial, God bless, well, bless you, I should say, well, whatever, whoever bless you, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I always get in trouble. Um, uh, it's just, you know, um, well, I mean, you're a guinea pig. Yeah. You're a guinea pig and the, the, but you know, the companies and the academic people that are developing the therapies, it's their obligation to have the, the most, um, uh, the, the, do due diligence and provide the the best opportunity for a safe, efficacious dose. Right. I guess that's the right, right way to say it. Yeah. So that we learn things from it, and uh, the whole thing is is worth something. And yeah, we, we can actually well, the get the information we need to go on to, you need to the proper the, the next phase. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I think it, you know you know Sharp has been great. They've been a leader in the field. You know, nationwide children's hospitals, yep. where they said that's a gene therapy leader in the field. Yeah, definitely. You know, so the right people are kind of doing this, and hopefully these things are going to be. Um, 
uh, I actually saw there was a there was a press release that I, I believe um, press release that uh, Sarepta had had licensed um, Mayo AAV, I think from the Broad or something like that. Which you know, so so things are coming. Everybody's up to speed. And there's other, like I mentioned, there's other companies doing things. Other companies doing gene therapy, and presumably that'll be what's coming next. But you got to just be careful. It's not just about speed, right? Right, yeah. speed and safety, and people are like, "Ah, oh, you're being too safe." Yeah, and uh, no, it's hard to be too safe. <laughs> you know, you got to. Uh, I mean, I mean, the the the, ad, the potential adverse effects. It's just not worth be, the. Yeah. Well, we just had that kid in the end of one trial for Duchenne. Just yeah. Now. We yeah. don't know why yet. But. Yeah. Which is terrible, and uh, it sets the field. You can back set the field back by a decade or more, and uh, it's this not has just about before. you. It's about the whole field. That's right. It's about everybody. Yeah. And, and it's a responsibility. The FDA, of course, does their job, and they need to hold the line, make sure people. And again, yeah. these were safe doses. I was just, it was just again striking that even on a on, on a localized effect not going full systemic right. it was still needed such a high high dose to get um yeah. really it's not a not an earth shattering result yeah. yeah yeah all right we're gonna move on to um another kind of interesting thing which is more applicable to fsh well that was more applicable but it's we're gonna talk about avidity had a press release today and avidity you guys all know that's one of the anti-sense companies remember dine avidity arrowhead myracule god there's probably six more that I'm not allowed to name. <laughs> um, Are all using the exact same thing? <laughs> all doing anti-sense. So you want to remind everybody about what anti-sense is? Oh, anti-sense is uh, trying to target, um, in general, the DUX4 transcript and FSHD, but uh, that's not what we're going to talk about, right? Well, I mean, yeah. no, but that's exactly but, what but well, whatever but that is. If you have a pathogenic... DNA to uh, RNA to yeah, protein. Yeah, you have some transcript that you don't want expressed, and uh, the RNA... The antisense transcript will bind and uh, stimulate uh, endogenous mechanisms of, of destroying it, basically. So it's a way to, to lower um, something that's made pathogenically, like Dux4 and FSHD. So, so Avidity's technology is a little bit different than some of these others because they're an siRNA company. Right. So, want to explain how siRNA is different than? Ah, uh, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I did it already. We had a whole episode on this. <laughs> you go back and look at the episode. We got a lot of episodes though. But no, just yeah, I mean, it's a double-stranded RNA that gets put in. That is, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really just a kind of little bit different recipe, a little bit different makeup. Um, it's the same fundamental process where uh, uh, one of the molecules is complementary to the Dux4 mRNA, well, mRNA, and leads to its uh, degradation. And so, you know, you are, you're not going to, you're getting rid of Dux4. You know, an FSHD is a dominant gain of function disease where you want to get rid of Dux4. And so that's kind of what these are ideally suitable. You can also, many of these, these other companies put in a single strand oligonucleotide linked to um, something, you know, Some linked to, some, you know, so, so just a different flavor of, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a double strand RNA. It's so it's small interfering RNA. That's what the SI stands for. And then they're going to get it into muscle by linking it to, um, an antibody. Right. They call it AOC. Yeah. So <laughs> antibody oligonucleotide <laughs> conjugate. No, no. And, um, I kind of still think they got to change the name. <laughs> It just tells me it doesn't do its job, but evidently maybe this AOC does do its job. And um, and uh, so um, it's going to get into muscle and knock down. Now, you can link it to any oligos you want, any siRNAs you want. Right. So the press release was not about FSHD. Right. It was right. about myotonic. Yep. Okay. So what you want to tell us a little bit about it? or? Let's see. This is uh, so myotonic dystrophy. Oh, boy. It's uh, slightly complicated. 
Okay, so well, you know, you're you're really you were chair of studies map, so uh, study section. You're you're the muscle so expert. You're gonna throw it back at me. So I'm the muscle expert. You're the muscle expert. <laughs> but you know all about muscle diseases that uh, I've no, worked on. So all right, you all right, tell all right. us about I'll myotonic. Tell you about myotonic. Well, I'll bail you out. <laughs> See, this is what I do. I, gotta, I don't want to get accused of being part of one of the camps. I know there's camps. <laughs> well, there. Well, but that doesn't matter. So okay, myotonic dystrophy. It's also you see it called DM1, and so you know it's probably the closest neuromuscular disease to FSHD that's out there, which is why we pay particular attention to the um, myotonic dystrophy field because therapeutic approaches, general therapeutic approaches, now myotonic dystrophy has got nothing to do with Dux4, but general therapeutic approaches and big picture disease mechanism, dominant gain of function, toxic product right. um, is myotonic dystrophy in skeletal muscle. Very similar. And also nerves. Yep, and cardiac. So and, and cardiac. Smooth so, muscle, so, so. so it actually got more, <laughs> more problems. targets. More it's problems. Got more problems yeah. than FSHD. Right. Um, but you know, adult onset. There's a lot of a lot of reasons. And in fact, actually, in the clinical trial network, um, it's actually FSHD and myotonic because you know this again. Oddly enough, the same companies that are going to be working in right. FSHD work in myotonic, and you'll see this with Dyne and Arrowhead mm -hmm. and um, Myrick, all these, everybody had normally myotonic dystrophy is their lead program or Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Of course, that's very different. Um, and then FSHD typically comes in third. Yep. But we're going to pay attention because it's similar. So what, what is myotonic dystrophy? This is actually, um, it's a repeat expansion disease, right? FSHD is a repeat contraction, but this is a microsatellite delete, um, uh, repeat expansion disease. DNA, remember, you yeah, have uh, CTAG. Well, this is a, those are your four bases. Well, there's a CTG repeat, the CTG, 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 and the DMPK gene of everybody. And what happens in myotonic dystrophy is for reasons that aren't fully understood, but they're getting there. Um, this gets amplified and you get these large repeat expansions, even into the, you know, 20,000 yeah. actually of these things. And this is now, unfortunately, this is in... I believe it's in one of the introns, one of the first introns of the DMPK gene. It doesn't matter what DMPK does, but it's in the DMPK gene, so it becomes transcribed into RNA. So when your DNA gets made into RNA, so RNA polymerase comes through and makes an RNA copy of this. And so now you get this giant repeat of CUG, because that's RNA, CUG, 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 thousands of these. And these actually then instead of going to the cytoplasm, instead of they don't actually don't get processed. Right. They're supposed to be spliced out and you make the DMPK gene. So what happens is they instead, they be form these large aggregates mm -hmm. in the nucleus that you can physically see, yep. these, these, these nuclear aggregates of the RNA. And, um, and then these aggregates are bound by splicing factors. Yep, like and muscle these, blind. These are called muscle blind, yeah. right? Mu muscle blind, they're named after Drosophila um, yeah. <laughs> Fly mutations. Genes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the muscle blind factors, which are key regulators of RNA splicing. Now, with splicing, we talk about there's, you know, you have exons and introns without getting too much into it. We've covered this before, but processing the RNA to a functional form. Basically, basically. your genes are very large, but the amount, number, the, the, the regions of your genes that encode for the proteins are actually pretty small. Right. You just have to cook them all together, like, uh, like train cars. Mm -hmm. Cars have a train, they're all spread out, and then you got to link them all up. Conjunction, junction. <laughs> What's your right? Yeah. Hook and up, phrase. What? Sorry. Um. And so then, um, you're gonna hook these up, and this is gonna be splicing factors that do this. And if you lose your splicing factors, you get missplicing. Yeah. 
aberrantly spliced mRNAs who then don't make functional proteins. Yeah, so these toxic, uh, you know, DMPK transcripts that are long and have all this structure and they sequester the splicing factors that are needed to process a bunch of important RNAs in muscle. Okay, so this is, you know, so it's a toxic gain of function and the gain of function is the removal of the splicing factors um, from your muscles right. and nerves. And so this leads to myotonic dystrophy. Yeah. Well, a number, number of things, we're getting into it. Okay, where FSHD, expression of the DUX4 gene is a toxic gain of function because expression of DUX4, right? So in both cases, you need to get rid of an mRNA that you don't want. Right. That's, okay? the, that's the huge thing. That's, that's, where that's the main the take home here. In muscle cells. Right, right. And fortunately, in FSHD, only muscle cells, only skeletal muscle. And uh, <laughs> not striated muscle, right. skeletal muscle. That's right. Um, um, and not nerves. Okay, so what, this means the ideal for antisense technology. Right. And um, so basically, anytime you have an RNA that you want to get rid of, you make an, a complementary sequence synthetically, you mix them together in a cell, and the cells have a mechanism to get rid of the double-strand RNA because you don't want double-strand RNA. Right hybridizes and then you fixed everything mm -hmm. that's in theory it's it's beautiful and, and it works in cell culture in the lab and even and in even, some animal models it works great right hasn't worked so well in people yet. yeah people are complicated right. okay so avidity as we know has announced that they have ind acceptance by this investigational new drug application that they put into the fda was accepted and they've given the green light for a clinical trial for fshd but we've been kind of wondering what's going on with this myotonic dystrophy trial. This is the um, Mariner trial. I think that's what they call it. All these things got to come. Mar Marina. Marina. Must be. Yeah, Marina. Um, it's a phase one, two trial. So it's underpowered, but they're just looking for safety and tolerability right. in people. But they're doing it in myotonic dystrophy patients. That's what makes it. Phase one is only healthy patients. Phase two is only healthy individuals. Phase two is in patients of the disease. And right. so it's a phase one, two, because you're doing safety and tolerability, but you're doing it in people with the disease. So mm -hmm. this gives you some data, right. Right? right? And they actually says the title of the thing is that um, it's like, um, you know, positive uh, AOC 1001 phase one, two Marina data demonstrating first ever successful targeted delivery of RNA to muscle. I'm not sure is exactly true. Um, a revolutionary advancement for the field of RNA therapeutics. First ever successful targeted delivery of RNA to muscle in people. I, I thought that, well, anyway, I don't want to get into whether or not something's first or not. It's always a... Yeah, how you define successful. <laughs> uh, and it's always how you define first. And, and targeted. Well, there's a number of different <laughs> things that are actually, but we're yeah. not going to get into no, this. No, no. That's not what I said. The reason is because, you know, first off, you say, okay, this is, um, it's kind of good news, right? Yeah. So you want to take us through what they found? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you already. <laughs> I, I don't this, have it memorized. I throw this <laughs> well, basically, they're going to target the DMPK mRNA right, with their right. antisense. Well, first off, how are they targeting the muscle? Uh, well, they've got an antibody, which uh, apparently binds to the transferrin 1 receptor, which okay. is uh, actually ubiquitously expressed. It means it's present on basically all your cells. So this is not specific targeting of muscle. This is just targeting of muscle as opposed to just going to the so liver. So I guess you just don't pee it all out or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just... it, it gets there and it probably gets to a lot of places. So, you know. Yeah, so it's kind of, so this gets to, um, uh, you know, so a little bit of branding. Yeah. Definitely. You might say, because it's true to say that it is um, targeted to 
yeah, the transparent I mean, receptor. Right, right. But uh, the implication is specificity, and it's it's really not so it's specific. Not particularly yeah, specific now whether that to skeletal, is cause as far problems? as I'm aware of, it's not specific to skeletal muscle. Yeah, I mean the receptor okay. is is expressed everywhere. But, anyway, so. that, but that's actually for myotonic. That's maybe good because you have you need it in nerves. Yeah, if it gets into okay. nerves, uh, which I don't know okay. if they assess, but that would be. I don't good. think they assess that. But okay, so what they're going to say is they're going to target the DMPK. So if you can destroy the DMPK mRNA, presumably you will release the um, squelched factors. Right, and, they will be and free to go about their jobs. And then you'll have normal splicing. Normal splicing again, yeah. Okay, so what do they get here? It says, okay, it says, uh, so they tried two different doses, a single dose of one meg per keg and two doses of two megs per keg. Okay, so this gives us kind of a feeling on dose. Now, prior, they had four meg per keg dose. Yeah, and that caused the problem. And they had a serious adverse event. Right. They put an FDA hold on a trial. Right. So four megs per keg. Is too much. Sounds like it's too much. Yeah, so half that dose was uh, the highest used. Well, in this. two doses of two meg per keg is... Yeah. Four megs per keg. Well, total. So. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they separated it. If it was two doses uh, within a week or two doses, you it's know, not really four weeks here. apart, it's not That's clear. Right. So it's not here. Okay, right. It's not clear. But anyway, so so they have these lower doses, right? And they're going to say um, early signs of clinical activity with improvement in myotonia demonstrated in adults with DM1 treated with this. Um, they have uh, 31% improvement in a key set of muscle-specific genes um, in people with DM1 and splicing improvement in 17% of a, or sorry, 16% across a broad 22-gene panel with a splicing of 16%. I'm, I'm reading that to say that the 22 genes that are important yeah. had 16% restoration of, On average. of normal splicing. Is, right, is that right. a fair way to read yeah, that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. And this led to um, some sort of improvements in the myotonia. Even though they weren't looking specifically for functional improvements, right. but they were still assessing. Because right. it was an underpowered study. It's really right. a face, it's really a dosing intolerability. Yeah. So this is a success. Yeah. Yeah. After just six weeks with, with one or two doses, it seems, seems pretty good. All right. So Early what is results. this? How is this going to relate to um, we always want to put stuff in and say, how is this going to relate to FSHD? What do you what do you think? Well, in FSHD, we're targeting Dux4 and uh, Dux4, so different, target, right? different mm -hmm. target. And Dux4 is not something stopping, you know, good things from happening. It's not sequestering anything that's necessary. We just want to get rid of it because it itself is toxic. It act activates an embryonic program in skeletal muscle, which we don't want. So um, so in that that sense, it's it's completely, uh, you know, the, the correlation is is almost exact. So so, but the question is going to be on how much right, do you need? How much do you need? Yeah. Because this was, and this is where Duchenne is similar in the sense that you have 0% dystrophin. Right. If you get 10% increase in dystrophin. You still get functional improvement. Now you get functional improvement. Here in myotonic, they're getting 16% increase. Yeah. If these early results translate across the long term, then yeah, it's very similar that uh, small changes relatively small changes are uh you know have functional consequences yeah they're releasing now they're essentially in some ways what, you, what you're doing in, in in duchenne you're putting back dystrophin into essentially a dystrophin negative environment and you're getting some improvements so it's like, wow it's like everybody can breathe you know right and here you're putting back some. splicing muscle blind and yeah. splicing factors back into your restoring which is helping even if they're not at their normal levels right proteo protein homeostasis is disrupted there's all these right. things that are disrupted are now going to start to come back online right 
And so now you're getting clinical yeah. benefit. But with Dux4, we're not really sure how, how much of a reduction we need to, to get functional benefit or well, in how many cells. You might say, you know, I've always said, well, any reduction I anticipate would be therapeutic. Yeah, because of asymptomatic patients that still express Because asymptomatic, but I think that what people, but, but there, there's two different ways to think of a reduction, right? Right. So it, if you think of it as myotonic, 100% of the muscle cells have these foci and none of them have their muscle blind free to do what it's doing. Right. In Duchenne, um, 100% of the cells have a mutation in dystrophin. Right. They're all lacking. And none dystrophin. of the cells, you know, so, so you target and you put in a little bit of dystrophin in all the cells. Right. In FSHD, most of your cells are not expressing Dux4. But are ready to at any second. So, so when we say reduction of Dux4, is it reduction from, so if you have 1% of your muscle cells are expressing 100%, if they're all the way up to 11, right, you know? Cranked up. Cranked yeah. up. Are you, do you need to reduce? So I think what happens in asymptomatic individuals is- Very instead low of, level. Well, instead of 100%, and so, so if 1% of your cells have expressed Dux4 and you have FSHD and your asymptomatic brother- you check, they might only have 20.25% of their cells expressing Dux4. Your cells that are on are still 100% on, mm. but it's the number of cells that has decreased. Yeah. So that's a reduction of Dux4 because it's a reduction of Dux4 expressing cells. Right. Or does everyone have the same number of Dux4 expressing cells? Yeah. And actually... It's just the levels. The levels Different are levels. decreased. Well, well, the work from Jeff Miller in um, in uh, Takiko's 2012 paper yeah. suggested it's the, or actually showed, because they counted cells. That's positive nuclei, right. That it is the number of cells that is different between asymptomatic, and it's a readout of Dux4 levels by mRNA, but it's truly the number of cells expressing 100% of Dux4 that is the difference. And so what you need to do is not reduce the levels of Dux4 in these cells by 30%, you need to reduce them by 100%. And you need to do that in the other 99% of the cells too. What do you think of, I mean, is that my, am I thinking about yeah, this Yeah, I've always figured that in FSHD, you need to target most of the cells, if not all, because any cell is poised to express, they're all genetically FSHD, which means they're all epigenetically poised to express the toxic Dux4 protein basically at any time. And uh, so to, to just target the, the few cells that happen to be expressing, um, you know, is, is not going to solve the problem. Well, and you I, can't. I shouldn't say yeah. you can't. You know, Bob actually suggested that he thinks they might be able to. In some really? Way. Yeah. With a Dux4 targeted. Uh... Uh, I don't know. Not, <laughs> not, you know, he, we didn't want to get into it. It's I'm sure it's proprietary. I know. But it's occurred to him. Yeah. You know, because actually never occurred. Well, I don't want to say it never occurred to me. Um, but to me, it's like hitting, uh, you know, those carnival games where the thing pops up and you have to whack, whack it on that. Yeah, whack-a-mole, right. It's a mole that pops up. And sure, you can whack the mole that's popped up, but there's another one ready to pop up, you know. So you got a thousand holes. You're, yeah. <laughs> and ten moles are going to pop up randomly. And as soon as you pop one up, another one's going to pop right. up. That's right. It's an endless battle unless you can target all the So what you need are all the a thousand, thousand hammers. A thousand a hammers. Of, that's that's what we're hoping people. to do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 two hammer, hammer in each hand. Yeah, that's a synapse analogy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that this is where it's now different. Yeah. 
And I bring this up because, you know, um, I talk to companies all the time and I will just tell you clearly, I have no connection to Avidity or Dyne or or Meyer Kuhl or I don't actually know these guys. I don't get a connection to any of these companies. So I have no, no, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping that someone's going to, this works so well in cell culture mm -hmm. and, yeah, and animal really models. The antisense has shown great results in cell culture and animal models, all the preclinical stuff. But, but the animal models haven't necessarily been used correctly. Yeah. Or demonstrated durability or, uh, because you can game the system in an animal model. Yeah. So, and I've seen this in some of the published literature out there by some of the groups working on antisense, is they use the model that expresses ducks four in all the cells. And then they treat it with antisense and they say, hey, look, we knocked down ducks four. <laughs> but if yeah. everybody, if all the cells are at Which five and you knock it down to four, in that way, you know, the animal model used that way is actually less relevant to the patient situation than patient cells and culture, which express sporadic, low-level dynamic ducks. It's pretty hard four. to knock it all the way down. Yeah, and no, that's so, that to me is almost like a ducks four overexpression model. You know, you're but that's the thing. All you're very doing, artificial to me. All you're doing is showing that. But but that but for myotonic, that's fine. Yeah, you have a myotonic mouse because that's, that's the fine. situation in myotonic. You have a Duchenne model, that's fine. That's the situation, and that's the, the situation. actual patients, right? So I don't know because I know that they've published that they used our mouse model, and without our consult, I'm mean, again, you know, we just put it out there freely, right? Right. So you know, we had no no yeah, design. They do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think they're the one. I mean, I think that I, I think all these people use our mouse model, um, which is great. We're actually really thrilled that they use it. But the, there are the, caveats when they're not used correctly. Well, and we don't know that they didn't use it correctly. I'll tell you that. I'm just saying we are hopeful that what is actually shown is that when you have a very very mosaic. Bur, you know, bursting right. of ducts four right. that you can treat at a level that is that efficacious and safe, efficacious <laughs> and safe, and that is able to accommodate new bursts. New bursts, exactly, exactly, right. The hammers right. to whack the moles that keep popping so, up. So, do you think a thirty-three percent or sixteen percent would be um, enough for ducts four? Enough for FSHG? No, I mean, I think I think you'd have to dose every day and, and yeah yeah just need to get higher yep yep I, th right. I think so but you know we don't know we we're only speculating this is just here. speculating and again yeah. i'm actually very hopeful and and all props to avidity for for going oh, yeah, going yeah. to trial nothing oh, no, no 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 for, for myotonic this is actually encouraging well i think it's great for yeah. myotonic and i'm hopeful for fshg I, we're only going to know when we, I'm, I'm, you got to find out we need some data yeah. points uh, we we're speculating on what we expect for but my concern with antisense has always been that the dose needs to be exceptionally high. Now, yeah. now we we don't know, and I don't know where. So they also the other thing about the avidity thing that did actually raise my little spider sense, my little <laughs> thing was it said, um, well they they said the adverse events, right? Oh yeah, they, they mentioned so, some mild and moderate adverse events, and we so we don't know exactly know, what those said, are. Um, they didn't say how many, but they said all the serious adverse events were considered mild to moderate. Now, they had 38 participants over six weeks that were treated, one dose or two doses, and, um, you know, again, for safety and tolerability. But, but that's uh, an important piece of data. How many of those 38 had mild adverse events and how many had moderate? Well, and the reason this is important, because in FSHD... Are you going to need to go higher? Yeah, that's the good question. Yeah. The question yeah. is, and I imagine, if I'm not mistaken, that the avidity trial is also going to be a dosing, yep. um, and tolerability trial in FSHD. Yeah, yeah, it would have to. In be fact, it's going to be actually, I think, very it's pretty much very similar yeah. to this Marina trial yeah, yeah. over, you know. And so, anyway, 
Um, I'm actually, so I, you know, without going, going on this too long, I just want to say that, you know, we're very encouraged, you know, this is, you know, it is positive data. It's great for myotonic. Yeah. Um, it suggests, you know, that the technology works at getting in, getting their siRNA into skeletal muscles. That's important for FSHD. Yep. So that's a plus. Yep. And we'll just have to see how much knockdown of ducks for yeah. you get. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll we, would, we would speculate that you probably need more than I'm, that higher dose, you need which more. is going to cause more adverse events and more off targets, which is always an issue, especially over the chronic dosing that, uh, well, this is a pretty this short dose. This had six yeah, weeks. Yeah. I'm not sure how long they actually did the full dosing, but, yeah, um, this is going to be a chronic treatment, but um, they did say there's only a single patient in the four meg per kg dose cohort and they're still on a hold. So I'm not sure what's going on. That was a different, that was the, uh, no, that's still the AOC 1001. Um, and there's an open label extension. Okay. So, oh, and that is true. All the people in this are in the open label extension, which will they be offered for, for FSHD as well. There yep. will be an open label extension as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think that's always good as long as things yeah. are safe and going. That's so, right. so, I, so actually that's kind of an interesting thing. So um, that, that means that even the people that had these mild to moderate adverse events must have been not enough to put them off doing Exactly. It. They still signed up. Well, for I guess, that. you know, well, it's an interesting thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. if you, you know, if, that's uh, right. You feel it's a benefit. It did say that it's improving on myotonia. So yeah. you're getting functional benefit. And maybe the even the moderate events were something they could control. They could actually well, or it's not it. as bad as having the disease. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what the event. Honestly, good I have to no know, idea. But, what, but overall, yeah, yeah, very encouraging. So anyway, I think this is all positive. Um, and uh, I'm excited about because I'm 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 they haven't started dosing yet, but I'm hoping that they're enrolling even actually. Um, I'm hoping there's no concern for that. Yeah. And yep. um, I'm very excited to see what's going on. Um, uh, it's This is going to be the first FSHD specific designed specifically for FSHD therapy to get to clinic. That's true. Remember the, the fulcrum trial is a repurposed FDA, FDA approved, approved drug, drug. Yep. that was designed for 12 other indications. Yeah. And it's a P30 inhibitor. Yep. It's you, it was, it was used for FSHD. It is being tested for FSHD, but it was not designed for, and this is actually intelligently designed to treat FSHD yeah. specifically for Dux4. This is where we're going. When my in my mind, these are the drugs that are going to get us there. These, yeah. these FSHD specific, yep. they design drugs. Definitely, and Dux4 targeted. And, you know, <laughs> but I don't know that this one will get us there or not. I don't know Myracule. I don't know. Maybe there's other things, yeah. right? But that's but the, but the principle. But is, that's what's coming. They're yeah. coming now for it's the sound. field of the FSHD specific drugs. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go totally um, non-specific off the rails. You know, this happens periodically. Um, people start talking about, and I you know I had, a, I had a phone call today with uh, somebody who said, hey, you wanted, to, you wanted to put testosterone. He was, hey, I want testosterone. You know, people, right, while they're waiting, you want to bail the boat out faster while you're not fixing the hole, you know. Yeah. Um, so people are looking for ways to build muscle. And what always pops up is stem cells. You know, so yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about. What's uh, going on with I mean, we've been therapy. through stem cells before, but uh, it's always but good not to everybody revisit. listens. Yeah, them all, yeah. So clearly, not everybody's listening. Yeah, and and I think we wrote about this also in our therapeutic approaches to FSHD article. This whole section on on stem and cells. By the way, let me briefly. If you want to get, there's a great article Carice wrote. It's a little more it's science. It's for scientists, but if you're a review on all the different technologies applicable for FSHD, it is freely available online. Um, and, uh, it just came out this past year. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what was it called? I don't even know what it's called. It's called, I think FSHD therapeutic approaches. Uh, what will it take to get to clinics? Something so like you that. Can, you can Google that term <laughs> yeah. or Bing yeah. that term or yeah, it's in molecular therapy. One of their journals. Yeah. It's, um, 
methods and clinical method development or something like that. Yeah. No, anyway. I don't think so. I think it was in one of the. In oh, of the, you're right. We did that for the Journal of Personalized Medicine. That was a Journal of Personalized invited, Medicine. Yeah. An invited review. Of Julie Julie. Julie, Julie so invited. invited yeah, she, she was the editor of that special uh, issue, and so. And then her student yeah. knocked, did a not cheap knockoff <laughs> on their thing, and. <laughs> but everyone's book. thinking about FSHD therapy. So. But if you're interested in kind of getting into the science and seeing what are the what are the positives, what are the negatives, yeah. what are the hurdles that we need on getting all these different technologies, check that paper out. It's a free download. That's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So stem cells. Um, uh, so stem cell therapy, uh, it's actually been uh, pretty well established uh, for acute injuries, um, such as, you know, battlefield trauma or surgery. Um, you know, basically the stem cells uh, get injected and they provide sort of cytokines and growth factors, these good things that sort of nurture muscle growth and health and regeneration. Um, and the thing we always like to point out is that in the cases in which it has worked, it is a normally healthy muscle environment that you are, you know, it's been injured, yes, you know, but the the, the good things provided by the stem cells are uh, meant to nurture muscle in a normal, healthy environment. So are the, not the case in FSHD. Are the stem cells themselves contributing to the muscle? You mean, are they grafting and turning yes. into muscle cells? No, there's absolutely zero evidence that these engraft into the muscle with any efficiency whatsoever yeah no I, I think they're they're getting in and they're just providing uh they're they're secreting it's like localized localized immunosuppression, immunosuppression yeah things that stimulate regeneration the, that the, has been well established but the mentality when people say stem yeah cell they therapy think is, that the stem cells are going to go in and just build, build new muscle. muscle that is not Use, what happens that's not yeah. what's going, no so that is a big that misconception going yeah and, and, and knowing how difficult it is to get things to graft in muscle yeah so how do you how do you deliver stem cell therapy well, I believe they're just sticking it straight into your blood, aren't they? I mean, you can also put it into the into the muscle directly, but how many muscles it, how, would you need to far do that do for SHD? Yeah. I mean, that's actually a true <laughs> how thing. How far do they go? That's a big problem. Uh, you know, people have tried to do this for, you know, uh, geez, this is a very old field, and they have tried to inject stem cells into the circulation, you know, many decades ago. Well, isn't that what actually cancer metastasis well. is? I yeah, mean, and that's the other problem with stem cells. Every time you inject them, there's a, there's a, a real risk of tumor growth. Well, they can go, they could land anywhere. Yeah. If you inject right. them systemically in blood, right in your veins. Yeah. And these are umbilical cord stem They're cells. They're from placentals. Which could yeah. become anything, right. right? Or placental stem yeah. cells. Yep. And God knows what's going to happen to them. I don't know what there's evidence on these. I think, I think if you have an acute injury, they localize, localize injection. Sure, sure. But I'm not sure how much. But a muscle disease, And again, I don't really know. You're, you're, you're needing to target uh, muscles everywhere. So, so for FSHD, you cannot get this done in the U.S. Right. You got to go abroad reasons. to China or Mexico yeah. or some other country yep. because which should tell you something first. It so should tell you something that, that maybe that, this isn't a good idea. Maybe fact, it isn't safe. Well, well, what it should tell you is if this is truly an effective treatment. It's going to be good. Oh, Man, be you can a, make a pile of money be, on that. <laughs> why right. not? Why not have a clinical trial? That's right. In the, and why? Why wouldn't you do it in the U.S. We would be leaping all FDA over this approval, if it was. Yeah, that's right. Run a clinical trial and actually, because right now what you get is you have people go get these injections. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah, you now, know why they feel great? Because it's transient, local. They probably would feel the exact same if uh, they they were shot with the uh, cortisone. You know, I think yeah. a steroid injection would do essentially the same thing. Provide right. transient immunosuppression and and so anti-inflammatory properties. So if you did it in the U.S., I'm all I'm all for having a trial in the U.S. Let's say where you have controlled trial and you can actually get MRI and yeah, see if you're see. actually getting let muscle us see improvement. If, if this really works. Let's see what let's see let's see the 
the the muscle health come back. Let's see the muscle grow. Let's see all of this come back and with actual metrics as opposed to, hey, I feel great. Right. I feel great. And then, you know, best case, then best case scenario. Right. Exactly. They they feel great short term and then they plateau. That would be the best case scenario. But the worst case scenario is you could get cancer. You could you could actually make your dystrophy worse. Because um, let's say the stem cells did engraft. Well, okay, now let, let's say it stimulated regeneration. Well, now you've, you know, you, maybe you're depleting your own muscle satellite cells in a disease where you don't have a lot of muscle to, to spare. So, now wanna, what, so let me ask you another question. If you were going to run a clinical trial, let's say you're a company here, you know, um, would you want somebody in your clinical trial that's undergone stem cell therapy? No, absolutely not. If, if I was doing a trial for, a, say, a Dux4 targeted therapy like AntiSense or like CRISPR Suddenly something more, yeah. Or, or even lesmopamide, would, would I want some? No, no idea, absolutely right? not, because you have no idea what the stem cells are doing. Let's say the people get better, but they've been on stem cell therapy. You don't know if maybe the stem cell therapy is the reason they got better. Does everyone need to be on stem cell therapy before it's they confounding take your drug? It's a confounding up, factor. You they, cannot if, analyze. Or if it doesn't work, you, you have no right, idea. It's just right. a confounding factor. And how long do the stem cells stay in somebody? Yeah. I got no idea. No, it's, it's, it hasn't been so, characterized. So we've asked companies about this and they say, well, if you've been in another clinical trial, you need to wait five half-lives of the compound <laughs> to get into another clinical trial. Which is fine trial. for drugs, which have PKPD. So, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe it's a couple of months. If you're in the Lasmopamod trial, yeah. maybe a couple of months after I've been off the drug, but you can get in another trial. You'd yeah. assume that they'd mostly die, but maybe some of them that went to bad places. Who knows? Who knows? In fact, you'd need to have doing? that data. So yeah. you could actually exclude yourself from other clinical trials yes. by going into one of these. Things. I would never do it. But okay. uh, well, yeah. again, that's our opinion. We're not medical doctors. That's we, true. This is not medical advice. This is scientific advice on scientific information right. on how we what we yep, understand can, can make up their to own be minds. how these work. Right. All right. So now, so you know, the key is. We're not saying stem cell therapy for everything is bad. We're oh, saying no. for FSHD. Yeah. We're not knocking that people say they've had results for other things, other disease, other conditions. Totally different. Totally different. Well established in those in those indications. You have a an environment, an FSHD, dystrophic environment, toxic environment. Right. Your black bucket of paint you're yep. throwing in. You might get some short-term benefit from you're essentially going to be little machines just cranking out little factors and things. Yeah. You may not get any benefit. Yeah. Actually, because all the all the muscle that you have and all the muscle you could potentially have is FSHD muscle. It's it's all in the end. yeah, in the end, exactly. And making more FSHD muscle, you know, I just don't see so, that working in so the long term. So let's say let's say you know, that's the best case scenario. You look at some uh, MRI on some people. Again, this is why I would think that if if this is truly you know this you know this again has been around for twenty years. Yeah. This is they not just a new don't. Thing. They just don't do. <laughs> why are you not doing a clinical trial in the U.S. to get FDA approval if this is such a great thing? Yeah. You know, you're basically saying, "Hey, we figured it out, but, but we're just not going to kind of do. We're just going to kind of keep it. We're, we're going to keep it in Mexico. We're going to keep it in China. Yeah, we're going to keep it no in regulations. Korea. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to. You know, we're just not going to do it here. This way, it's you know, because it's only you know. I mean, I don't know. That, that kind of that already me. tells you something's wrong. In fact, that's the question I would ask. Him. I don't want to go in. Oh, it costs a lot to do it. Well, I mean, let me tell you. No, give me a break. Yeah. Because know how much money you'd make. Yes. Actually, if, if, if this if truly it was is really a, working. If you can truly show, go and show by the metric, you know, MRI, strength metrics, strength measurements, oh, yeah. and show over time how long does it, how long does it last? One injection. Durable, how many injections? Safe. Properly you make controlled. a lot more money than you would taking a few absolutely. random people how could it to not uh, be worth other it? countries. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, unless you just know damn well it ain't gonna work. That's right. So you just gotta get a couple of your high net worth uh, 
on Patsy's that are going to keep your business going, right? So you can buy your uh, fancier house on your island. Yeah, fleet yeah. of the Caribbean. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's the last you'll hear of whatever. us. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I know I've heard that some of these guys can come down our island. Um, I was actually warned against talking about the stem cell industry. They probably because... don't listen to the podcast. We're, we're hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we're we are. You know, I got I got big. I got a notice from Anchor that said that I make more content than ninety nine percent of their other podcasts. Wow. And I think what that tells you is that most people think, hey, let's have a podcast. And after two episodes, they're like, shit, I really don't have a lot to talk about. Nobody's listening or it's a lot of work. It's not the case with you. Or that I'm just a nut job and preparing so much content. You know, um, I also was like one of the top uh, nonprofit classified podcasts in, in Europe. Ah, cool. I've kind of stopped looking at where I am. You know, I don't want to, you know, pat myself. Oh, sure. You probably check every two minutes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not like you buying the books. <laughs> the book. Three people bought my book today. Yeah, that would be a good day. <laughs> you mock me. I had no idea. I actually don't, you know, I really do appreciate all our listeners out there. I know there's a number of you guys and we really do appreciate it. We really appreciate the kind notes you all send us and all the support. Yeah. You know, it does. I actually pass everything along to my people. Oh yeah. It's great to see. It really, yeah. really means a lot. Yeah, and you, you just, you know, it really does. We And the thing is, that we are here. We're not here to be negative or positive. We're just here to pass on the information. Yeah, to educate. So that you're informed about what's going right. on because you, it's your health. Yeah. You know, all... so quick summary. Um, you know, so gene therapy, good news. Um, another beneficial, even though it's a localized gene therapy trial, using the, what I would call the old school virus, it can it can only get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's it's just gonna that basically if it, if it works with the crappy one. Yep. It's gonna be that much better with the, with the myotropic the, delivery, the new myotropic yeah. ones that are coming out. Yep. So so that's just it's all that that actually I was actually very encouraged by that. Um, I just you know and and I'm probably I can't wait to see the next um generation of these yes. these myotropic vectors. Yeah, getting that'll into be people so exciting to see how much safer clinic. and effective they are. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yep. Um, antisense. What's your take on the antisense? Yeah, also encouraging, you know, and uh, we'll see how it translates to FSHD. Their, their, their AOC technology does get it their does get to muscle. Does get their and that was SIRNA a, that actually muscle? is a huge. Maybe we under under uh, valued that, but that actually is a huge thing because it's been hard to get delivery to muscle. has been hard. In it's, fact, it's it's almost been impossible. The prior myotomic dystrophy trials failed because yeah. they just couldn't get enough of yeah. it into muscle. Yeah. So, so, so so it's a huge thing. Yeah. So actually, for the myotonic field, spectacular because it also got clinical benefit. Yep. For FSHD, it's encouraging. Yeah, exactly. It is very encouraging. We'll see how it goes. You know, um, it's more encouraging, most encouraging clinical data I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I think that's great. That's fair to say. So props to Avidity for for doing that. And then stem cells? (laughs) Save Uh, your money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know. Unregulated, uncharacterized, um, not ready for... Low upside, um, high yeah. downside, yeah. Um, yeah. big downside. Um, you know, it keeps coming up again and again. Yeah. Luckily, most of you guys can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, um, that, is a, <laughs> that be, is a good thing. This is a case where you should be happy that um, yeah. you can't afford this therapy because, um, I mean, again, I understand the desperation. And um, maybe you'll say, I don't understand the desperation. You know, you know well, what? Things though? can always be worse. Remember that. Things can always get worse. You can slow the field down. Um, you know, I have uh, several FSHD scientists in my lab in our group. Yeah. You know, and you know, they're not they're, rushing off to do this. They're not rushing off to do this, and they're they're in not in the best shape either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right.
So anyway, that was kind of a little update I wanted to bring and uh, CRISPR evolution. Um, bio... <laughs> don't, don't, don't try that. <laughs> <laughs> For your festivist gift. I'll take you to Mexico. We'll get you CRISPR evolved. <laughs> get some crazy ideas. Feed. You know what you're going to find? Read CRISPR evolution and you will find out where her mind is. You're going to find out why she was so creative and how she was able to invent CRISPR inhibition for FSHD and why I don't let her go anywhere because um, <laughs> keeping her with me forever because um, it's uh, that brain of yours, man. It's, it's spectacular. Well, that's the, the fun of writing is you can uh, write about people doing things you would never dream of doing, never dare to do, and uh, yeah, sort of live vicariously that way. This is this ain't R-rated or nothing. <laughs> no, is, sorry. I, what I apologize in advance. There, there are no sex scenes. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. It's <laughs> extremely wholesome. It would be good for kids if it were for the science. Yeah, otherwise. What do you mean? We got some smart kids out there. Well, I, know, I know there's a concerted if, if effort to double down. If your kids want to read my book, I, I want to meet them, man. <laughs> I mean, you got yourself a little genius in your... In <laughs> a little your... nerd. I'd, that'd be great. Well, weren't you a little nerd? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You know, little, little nerds. Yeah, yeah, well, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Beats the most of the Tell them to write me a review. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, um, and she's got to run off and uh, and do some work. We'll go with that. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks. All. Thanks, everyone. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Yep.